0: i Sounds- this country with joe biden and the radical left they're seeking to undermine everything that we hold dear and it feels like many days that our culture and our country is slipping away the radical left is hell-bent on changing fundamentally the things that we believe in and they infuse their divisive politics into everything our military now our schools our workplaces, and it's time to say enough is enough. And that's why you guys are here today, and why this organization, this movement is so important. This is a revival of the American dream. And we have to be resolute in our desire to push back against the wokeness and the weakness That they want to push to undermine america because it's happening all around us it is and i think for a long time as conservatives you know we find value and meaning and we should in our families and in our work and in our communities meanwhile the left for a very very long time has infiltrated every space of government and i've got news For those on the left, government can't love you, okay, it can't love you, but this has become a mission and they have infiltrated the administrative state in ways that we've never seen before. I I think the charge here today and in this conference yesterday and today is to understand that that is where we find meaning. It should be where we find meaning in our our communities and our families, but we have to step up and we have to push back in a way that we've never done before, because this great experiment of America is on the line. It's on the line. And so, you know, for me, I've always been a fighter. I know folks in this crowd are fighters. I grew up in a blue collar, middle-class family and fought to be the first person in my family to go to college out of high school. I was attorney general in Missouri and we won some big fights. We won some big fights, just to name a couple. It was Missouri, when I was Attorney General, that challenged the vaccine mandate. We took it all the way to the Supreme Court and we won. When I was Attorney General, we filed the lawsuit on the student loan debt forgiveness scam. And guess what? The Supreme Court ruled in our favor. That's been struck down and we won. We took on ridiculous mask mandates the forced masking of five-year-olds, and we won. And underlying all of those issues, ladies and gentlemen, was this desire to take on and dismantle the administrative state. It is un-American, this idea that these unelected bureaucrats have this much power over our lives. With the vaccine mandate, for example, OSHA, which is an agency that was created to make sure forklifts beep when they back up, was somehow forcing 80 million Americans to have a medical procedure. And there's no law or any constitutional authority that gives the president with the stroke of his pen the ability to wipe away 500 billion, half a trillion dollars worth of debt. So we have to engage in this fight. And by the way, one of the many reasons I'm supporting Donald J. Trump for president is he's gonna take a wrecking ball to the administrative state. We need more America first fighters. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of being told by the elites that they have all the answers. Because where I come from Missouri, or where you come all across so-called flyover country, that's where the answers are. That's where the common sense is. And I'm tired of being told that we have to defend the sovereignty of borders halfway across the world when those same folks won't do anything to defend our southern border. out of our control, when we know it's due to reckless spending and declaring war on our domestic energy production, we need to be energy dominant again. And I'm tired of being told what we can say and what we can hear and what we can think. And that leads me to what I really want to talk about with the remaining time here, which is when I was AG, we brought the landmark Missouri versus Biden lawsuit and what was uncovered with the judges injunction that came out on Independence Day by the way there's no that's not a coincidence on July 4th of this year there's a rebirth of our first amendment rights and we can never let that go We can never let it go because in our founding, in our founding, our founders knew that America needed to stand as an exception because most places across the world at at the time, and even today, they don't even believe in individual rights. We believe in this country that our rights come from God. We're born with those rights. And that government's only job is to protect those rights, not to infringe upon those rights, certainly not our First Amendment rights. And so your ability to speak your mind, to express yourself, to petition your government, all of those things that are in the First Amendment are at the core of who we are as Americans. And what we have discovered in that lawsuit, and since the Twitter files, and by the way, if it wasn't for this lawsuit and Elon Musk buying Twitter, all of this stuff would still be in the dark. shocking a vast censorship enterprise a censorship industrial complex that was more far-reaching than anybody could have possibly feared you had government officials coercing and colluding with some of the biggest companies in the history of the world these big tech giants these social media companies taking down millions of posts and suppressing the speech of Americans we simply cannot allow that to happen in this country. You know, I had the opportunity in that lawsuit before I was uh, sworn into the Senate to take the deposition of Dr. Anthony Fauci. Is, raise your hand if you think Dr. Fauci's a hero. Raise your hand if you think he's a fraud. Okay. I didn't. By the way, I didn't see one hand go up for a hero. This guy's a fraud, a total fraud. He deceived Americans, he lied to Americans. And in taking his deposition, a couple things became clear, but I do have to say that the court reporter, this is not, this is a true story. The court reporter sneezed during his deposition. He wanted her to wear a mask. This is in, by the way, this is in November of 2022 not February of 2020. This is the mental state of Anthony Fauci. And what he did was he funded the Wuhan lab and he covered it up. He lied about natural immunity. He lied about masks. And he was working directly with these social media companies to suppress speech. We had the opportunity to take the deposition of Elvis Chan, who was an FBI, uh, the, the FBI, the agent in charge of Northern California who admitted they were having monthly, then weekly meetings with social media giants. They were having censorship meetings leading up to the 2020 election. And they had the Hunter Biden laptop in November of 2019. The FBI had it, they knew it was real. Meanwhile, they're warning these social media giants in 2020 to look out for a Russian hack and leak operation, including the Hunter Biden laptop. Trying to suppress the story before it ever came out. This far-reaching censorship enterprise, as the judge said, his words, not my words, perhaps the largest in American history, and was like an Orwellian ministry of truth. These direct communications extended, I mean, agencies you've never agencies you've never even heard of, CISA, Department of Homeland Security, of course, the FBI, Biden White House officials coercing social media giants to suppress your speech and we won in that lawsuit and we're not giving up there is more to do there is more to do you know in the senate just this week we're filing legislation that will make sure that that judge's order becomes law that you can never have that kind of communication between government officials and social media giants ever again If you do, we're going to include a private right of action so you as a citizen can sue the government for doing it. And if the big tech giants want to participate in that too, well guess what, they're going to lose their Section 230 protections. This is the fight. This is the fight to save our country because the left doesn't believe in individual rights. They don't believe in individual freedom they believe in this sense of collectivism and they don't believe that america is even exceptional <clears throat> we believe that america is exceptional this is the place this is the place where we said to the world everybody else had it backwards people individuals we are the sovereign we give consent to the governor and in that sense we have to reclaim that from the administrative state there's no way If you think about it, the whole idea was, you spread out power so that no one branch or agency or person ever got too powerful. It's our system of checks and balances. We have federalism, right, where we spread that power out in this country. We do that all with the idea that we're protecting individual liberty. That's the whole point. That's the whole point of this experiment. And it's up to us. It's up to us to defend it. Every generation has. A really really big challenge they have to tackle. You know ours is coming from within a growing segment of the population that doesn't think you're smart enough to make these decisions. That you can't decide what's best for you and your family. That You can't decide what is best for your kids. Because the level of indoctrination it's not just at college campuses anymore. This is a K through 12 education. Teaching our kids to despise America. No country can survive that. We have to teach the next generation of why the United States of America is so special. It's unique in the world, and we have to be able to defend that. And I think you're hearing from a lot of folks here today, there's a a new generation of of leaders that are emerging. You know, you're hearing from Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley and J.D. Vance, and I'm here. You're going to hear from a lot of other folks, but this is our time. This is our time to reclaim the greatness of America. But we can't do it ourselves. We have to grow it. So the the thousands of people who are here, we are approaching perhaps the most consequential election of our lifetime, certainly the most important decade in a very, very long time, because the Democrats are on record. They are just a vote or two away in the Senate if they had their way of packing the Supreme Court. You want to understand why they're attacking Clarence Thomas? because they want to undermine the legitimacy of the court so they can pack it. And I got news for them, Clarence Thomas, Justice Thomas, is a national treasure. A national treasure, there's no doubt about it. They want to pack the court, they want to add states to the union, they want to federalize our elections, they want open borders and amnesty, they want to remake this country to something that, that's unrecognizable. This is the freest country in the history of the world. We believe in those things. We believe in individual rights and liberty. We have to be willing to stand up and defend it. And so, I believe in freedom. I believe in liberty. I believe in opportunity. And first and foremost, I believe in America. Thank you. Let's do this together, let's save this country together, God bless you, and God bless the United States of America.
1: Here. Huge round of applause for the staff here. They had a rough go. They are doing their best. Insanely popular event, and they deserve an enormous amount of credit for being able to handle uh, the amount of drama with Joe Biden's Secret Service. Uh, so I, uh, so I do have, I do have a. Uh, so they've texted me a. Uh, On a serious note here a quick thing to read to you uh as an announcement so there is a uh from the from the local police department there is a silver alert out uh there's apparently an 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 elderly uh individual who's gone missing from his home okay stop laughing very serious here the issue is the old man continues to bite little children We do have footage of the perpetrator, and we're very, we have footage of him, this is very important, he did strike, we have another angle, he did strike again, this poor old elderly dementia patient has escaped his nursing home, and is biting children, there are some small children I see in the audience, Uh, young lady, how old are you? He struck. Don't tell mom what I told you. This complete, this complete degenerate perv uh, tells little kids, "Don't tell mom what I just told you." We have this on tape. Luckily for him, he uh, he has been caught on film doing this multiple times, and the kids country are all right okay watch how the children respond the children know the children always know that's right get away okay get the kid out of here unfortunately this old bastard he even brags about his crime sometimes watch this reach in the pool and rub my leg
0: down oh no okay and then watch the hair come back up again they look at it. So I learned about roaches, I learned about kids oh, jumping on no. my lap, and I've loved kids jumping on my lap. What?
1: <laughs> this sick perv! He bragged on camera! So if you see anyone, local police department has asked us to read this. If you see him, call the police, okay? Please, please, to call the police. Uh, You should also call the Department of Justice, because according to the Department of Justice, child molestation is contact or interaction such as inappropriate physical contact between a child and an adult where the child feels like he is being preyed upon. That's our own Department of Justice. Why won't our own DOJ arrest Joe Biden? We got it on tape! Come on! I miss... I told you we were going to preach. I miss a president who knew how to respect children. This is not a Photoshop. 32,000 fewer legal abortions in America, that's a win! I see this as an absolute win! What's up? Can I get a hallelujah for Donald Trump Supreme Court? Hallelujah! Baby, they finally figured it out. It's not that hard, very simple equation. That's your body, okay, women, that's your body. That's someone else's body, okay? That's someone else's body. And if your whole argument is going to be respect women's bodies, well, 50% of the time, that's a woman you're killing. So, stop it with the sick cultist behavior. We are a movement of life. That's my family. So sorry, Kamala. So sorry. No, uh, no population production in the Johnson household. We're welcome number three in a month, more babies, any parents out there, any parents out there, this is our superpower, this is our superpower, I mean like on a serious note for a second, as a young father and as a proud father, it's hard to talk about this without getting emotional, it's easier to do, like, I like, own the libs, but, like, this the hits close to my heart. This is our superpower. Christ calls us to multiply. Christ says that you, if you harm a hair on the head of one of these kids, it's better for a giant rock to be put on your neck and you to be thrown in the ocean. Stop harming the children. It's our job. Orders us to protect our children, not to slaughter them, not to mutilate them, not to trick them into thinking they can change their gender. That's satanic, it's demonic, and a spiritual, moral people call out demons. Protect the children. As As a parent, as a parent, we just celebrated my first. Sorry, third third birthday. This is her Eloise right there. She's eating the photo of her baby brother. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. watching too many Joe Biden videos, I guess. You know, I did, we just celebrated her birthday. And it's like, man, y'all parents feel me when you hold your firstborn child? You feel that moment where, like, the time and space stand still in the universe, the matter and the dust that created the expanse? the expanse and the spark of creation is being held by you in your hands? If you're not a parent, you won't understand it. But if you are a parent, you'll realize when that baby looks back at you, that's your creator looking at you. That's God looking at you. That's the miracle of the universe. That's the creation miracle in your hands. And we must respect that. It's our superpower to be able to create that and to be able to share in God's promise. And so as a young parent, I get emotional thinking about it. And it's the same with every kid. I'm sure there's plenty of parents out here. I have lots of kids. But man, with your firstborn, it really hits you right in the heart. And that's why I encourage you young people. I'm just serious here for a second. I encourage you young people. Go out and start families. Fall in love. Own land. Make babies. This is God's promise for you. You'll never have a fully actualized or realized life until you do that. Take that journey. We need better father figures out there. We need better mother figures. We need trad wives to, to band res, to respectful young men. Young men, you got to quit the trappings of this earth. Get yourself a beautiful woman. Fall in love. Make babies. You will become an alpha male. You will become a protector. You will become a lion. And that is going to be the greatest thing in your life. God calls you to do that. And that's just my PSA on parents, all right? PSA on parents. The race that they really want to eliminate is the human race. They talk about it openly. Oh, come on, she she made a flop. She said she wants population reduction. That's how we save the planet. They straight up say it. Bill Gates says it. You are the carbon they want to reduce. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you that regardless of what your race is, God sees value in you as a person. God sees value in you, and that's why I'm glad affirmative action is now illegal in this country, even though an affirmative action hire voted to keep it makes a lot of sense. Thank you, Babylon B, for this incredible headline. Thank you, Babylon B. Speaking of not respecting kids, how many grandkids does Joe Biden have? He don't seem to know. This is the New York Times. How bad is it when the New York Times is blowing you up, man? It's seven grandkids, Mr. President. Why don't we say it all together? Maybe Joe will hear us. Three, two, one. It's seven grandkids, yeah. That's right, nobody called him Mr. President. Good job, good job. That's how you know you're talking to Turning Point Action. Seven grandkids, okay? That's your grandkid, Joe. That's beautiful Navy Joan Roberts, that's her name. This is your biological grandchild, even though Joe Biden hangs up a Christmas stocking for the dog at the White House instead of hanging up a Christmas stocking for beautiful Navy Joan Roberts. I think that's sick. I think he's a monster. And I think that one of the greatest lies ever told to our country was that Joe Biden was some type of, like, kindly old grandfather. He's not. He's a monster. You're a monster, dude. If you can't acknowledge your own grandchild, and I got a little piece of advice for my boy Trump, okay? little piece of advice. Odds are Trump's going to be standing on a podium like this across from Joe Biden in a debate stage. Are you ready for that again? Odds are. And my advice to Trump, not like I'm some type of, like, trusted advisor, but here's my free advice to Trump. Yo, Trump, here's all you got to do. When they start the debate and they say, here's your opening statement, uh, opening statement, President Biden, and he mumbles applesauce, right? You know, does the Coke at the White House. And 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 then they give Trump, two minutes to do an opening statement. Trump, PSA from your boy, Benny. Just go, just go, I'd like to, uh, I'd like to welcome someone to the stage. Yeah, no, she's good, she's good, let her up. And bring this beautiful daughter up on stage, this beautiful child up on stage with you and go, hey, Joe, it's your granddaughter. Want to say hi? You've never met her. Would you like to meet her? I don't, I don't care. I love babies. I love all babies. Who are you with, baby? And she'll go, Trump. We're having too much fun. We're having too much fun. Oh, man, what a degenerate slob. White House can't find the cocaine culprit. I don't know who it is. Who's the cocaine culprit? We're not sure. I don't know. Who the hell is it? We're not just Sherlock the mysterious powder who could it be repeat the line okay sure dad joe biden cleaning up the oval office is very simple snort coaxing his hair we don't know which button hit them both joe biden hits them both 3 30 a.m at the White House hunter attempting his first time travel <laughs> we're looking into it we're looking into it okay this is tough work. Tough. Wait, I, ladies and gentlemen, I actually, our team, our incredible team here at the Benny Show, we appreciate you if you subscribe. We thank you so much. We got our executive producers backstage. We produce a lot of content. Thank you for following on social media. If this is your first time hearing me speak, uh, we got a lot more memes for you. But like, uh, we appreciate your follows. Whatever platform you like to use, is at Benny Johnson, and we have a podcast called The Benny Show that we do every single day. We have an incredible executive producer backstage, his name's ALX, and anybody knows ALX, if you're based. And uh, he, 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 he texts me, it was a middle night, he doesn't sleep, and he's like, I got it, I actually figured out who did the cocaine, I have the proof, I have video proof, of who did it. He says, I can show you, and he sends me this clip, and he's like, watch, I can show you who did the cocaine, is hidden in this clip. It's hidden actually in Joe Biden's eyeballs. So ladies and gentlemen, this is our best evidence. We have a great research team at my show. This is my best evidence as to who actually did the cocaine at the White House.
2: Folks, as we fight inflation, you can't be pro-insurrection. Ah! Uh, down gas prices is a big part
1: of the job. You can't be pro-insurrection. Uh, that's not the you can't same be guy. pro-American. Here's the good news. Look at the eyes. Look at what, is it, what kind of eight ball is this guy on? Look at the eyes. It's not the same guy. This is it's Joe Biden number two and Joe Biden number seven. They rolled him out! So that's our thought. That's our thought. That maybe it was Joe. And and then and then to follow up on this, thought to follow up on this, maybe, maybe, just maybe, we have video evidence of what happens when Joe Biden ain't on cocaine. Watch this. Game, buddy. Uh ain't nobody wanna see you fall like that. I this is Maybe this is what happened. Maybe it's maybe it's not I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, give the, give the sandbag the Congressional Medal of Freedom. Walk force what? It's, it's time to upgrade, baby. Life art. Everyone help! This is what the debate's gonna look like. Oh, it's Bud Light! Oh got it, okay. We, we figured it out. Okay. He's out. He's out. What is he wearing? What kind of shoes are these, by the way? God. What the hell? What is this? Are What? They... <laughs> Put that old mayor out of the pasture, am I right? Are these biking shoes? What happens when Joe should take maybe you should take some lessons from my boy Donald Trump don't got no problems Trump's got no problem He can show you Joe we're here to help we can help we got you you boy we're here we're here oh no Trump posted this on true social okay oh no oh it's a shame Brandon Falls, it's it's actually a location on Google Maps, the kids go here, this is in Delaware, the kids actually go here and do the Brandon Falls, there you go, oh no, oh it's a viral trend, oh no, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, these people are such clowns, am I right? They deny science, they deny basic biology, they uh, steal your luggage at the airport, (laughs) they sniff and eat kids, they want to talk about population, uh, the reduction of the population for climate change. These people are sick degenerates. And like most sick degenerates who don't have a god, don't believe in god, they, they believe that they're in control of everything. And they have a lot of power. They control the Senate. Two years ago, they controlled the House. Uh, they control the presidency, right? They at least occupy 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Uh, and they believe that they—they they believe that they have all the power and all the control in this country. Ladies and gentlemen, I am here to say that these people who believe so harshly that they are in control of you and me and our lives, and this nation, that they are wrong. God is in control. God has always been in control of this country and has brought us through harsher times than now. All that God asks to save Sodom and Gomorrah, and, yo, we're living in it, okay, is for good men, good women to stand up, show me one, God says, through his angels. You gonna be that one? I'm gonna try as hard as I can with my children, as a father, as a parent, to be that one man. Will you join me? Because God will save us if he sees righteous people standing up and saying no to this garbage. He'll save us, he promises it. He says he'll save this land, he'll heal this land. They're not in control, God's in control. Now we do need moral leaders We must have moral leaders in this country We must choose our leaders wisely and correctly Your leaders reflect who you are They reflect the movement that you represent And that is why I was absolutely and utterly astonished At what I saw just 24 hours ago In this interview along the way the biden administration has been slow in providing military support make no mistake about this we promised them 33 abrams tanks in january i heard again two weeks ago in ukraine they still don't have them we've been telling them we'll train their f-16 pilots but now they're saying maybe january we'll let somebody transfer some jets i'm sorry mr Vice president have you uh, i know you're running for president you are distra- you. you are distressed that. that the ukrainians don't have enough american tanks Your concern is that the Ukrainians, a country most people can't find on a map, who've received tens of billions of U.S. tax dollars, don't have enough tanks. I think it's a fair question to ask, like, where's the concern for the United States in that? Well, it's not my concern. Boo! It's not my concern. Boo! This country's in a lot of trouble. Boo! He said it's not my concern. I don't care how you spin it. He said, it's not my concern. How thankful are we for Tucker Carlson revealing true snakes, true people who do not have our best interests in mind as a movement. Look at me. You're not my concern. Got it. Okay. Tucker Carlson, Mike Pence's campaign see those cities it's not my concern that's not my concern says mike pence ladies and gentlemen we are and should be deeply thankful i only have a few minutes left but i'm going to end with this there is so many reasons to be joyous to be happy warriors to be thankful to be living in this time at this moment God actually didn't give you a choice, did he? Your parents, through your parents, decided when to have you, and God blessed them by you being here. And so God puts you here for this time. You don't get to argue with God about the time you were born. All right. So enough, enough longing for a bygone era. Enough staring backwards. Let's look forward and be thankful for what we have right now. Because we have people that are able to break the matrix and finally ask the real questions, real champions in the press, for instance. How many COVID shots did you take? Zero. <laughs> that's one reason to be thankful. GOP Field, it's a rhino horn. I think that's illegal. You can't poach rhinos. Tucker, the DOJ going to come for you. We should be so thankful. Have you ever lived in a, th- you've never, uh, trust me, I like, I, I haven't been around super long. I'm 37 years old, okay? Uh, I have been covering politics my entire life. I can tell you, Tucker Carlson is a phenomenon. What a special, what a man to have on our side, asking the right questions, rooting out the liars. And I'm gonna paraphrase Star Wars... Drink me down, and I will become more powerful than you can possibly imagine, Tucker Carlson says. The best, ladies and gentlemen, for Tucker is yet to come. If you can't handle this chair, you're not ready for this one. Who's with me? What an amazing time to be alive. The most powerful, richest man in the world tweeted, and my pronouns are prosecute, states that allow open carry the green ones are the ones that allow open carry and i think florida has actually just recently changed as of this month this might be an outdated map so awesome don't live in illinois or new york or california but you already knew that you already knew that. look even in california they can't win the whole state awesome and people who try and take away our guns they find out the hard way remember
2: Hell yes, we're gonna take your AR-15, your AK-47. Welcome to the rice fields, motherfucker!
1: I'll end with this this is the key to happiness in life young people this is the key to happiness in life if you got gray in your hair you know it this is the key to happiness okay don't let your children near joe biden please this is the final thing okay he might bite them there's a silver alert silver alert still out it's our superpower be parents be joyous be happy warriors ladies and gentlemen you live in a red country act like it okay Thing. They just told me. They just told me you got to wrap it up. Final thing. Final thing. We have an announcement about the silver alert. Okay. We have an announcement about the silver alert. This is my favorite Bible verse. God has a future for us. You know it, baby. Jeremiah 29. We found them, ladies and gentlemen. We found them. We we got. They actually they figured out. I think this is Palm Beach somewhere. Okay, we figured it out. They actually they got they got him. Okay, good. All right, fantastic. They just uh, maybe needs to uh, maybe need to work out a little bit. Got a little, got a little problem in the chest there, Joe. I don't know. Maybe he's transitioning. I'm not sure. Ladies and gentlemen, we are gonna we are gonna be judged by our leaders. So I ask you this final question before I. I will ask you this final question as I leave the stage. Who would you rather?
2: So, oh. Oh. as you might expect for international a lot of people are in the building, uh, but no one needs more security than the
1: former president of the United States, Officer Winnicott of Dana White. Right. Oh, my God. Listen, he's a massive, massive bye You have to so, show how big this event is. It, Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Betty Johnson. God bless you. Be happy warriors out there. We are winning.
2: God bless you. Are you excited? I'm excited. Oh, this is awesome. Hey, you've been listening to a lot of speakers. Why don't we do this? Why don't we just stand up for a second, stretch a little bit. That's right. Turn to the person next to you and say, I love America. I love America. Now, now turn to the other person and say, let's go, Brandon. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, news media friends. Ha, ha 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 ha. Oh, that's awesome. It's awesome. You can sit down. It is so good to see you. It is so good to be with you today. I tell you what, it is always good to be among God-fearing patriotic Americans. Or as uh or as Joe Biden calls you, extremists who threaten our democracy. The only extremist who's a threat to democracy is in the White House. Amen? I mean, that's where the problem is right there. Listen, I want to talk to you this morning in the the time we've got together. I want to get away from some of the usual political stuff. I just want to talk to you really personally, if I could, about this moment of crisis that we're in as a nation and our responsibility to bring this nation through it. Can I do that for just a few minutes, for just a few minutes, because here's, here's the truth. I think we've got to tell the truth about the time that we're in. Here's the truth, that we are gathered here today at a critical moment in the history of our republic. And it's not just a critical moment for our country. It is a critical moment in the history of liberty, because the truth is, God has chosen this nation at this time in history to carry the torch of liberty for all the world. That's what it means. That's what it means to be American exceptionalists. And, you know, our our friends in the media on the left, they just don't get it. They say that, oh, American exceptionalism, that means that you think we're better than everybody else. Hey, we are the best nation on the face of the earth. I mean, let's just get that on the board. But American exceptionalism means more than that. It is an admission of responsibility. It is accepting the fact that at this moment in history, God has given us a high duty, a high calling. And that calling and that duty, I want to say to to you, is also our destiny. Our duty is our destiny. Because what we are called to do now is nothing less than save our republic for the future of liberty, for the future of the world. That's our calling. And I just want to say a word or two about that with you today. You know, every great civilization in the history of the world, every great civilization is built on a great faith. And ours has been built on a great faith. We're not supposed to talk about it anymore. We're told we're supposed to keep silent about it. But the truth is, this nation was founded on the fundamental faith that goes back to the Bible, the faith that we are all created equal, that our rights come from our Creator. That's the faith of this country. Abraham Lincoln called it our ancient faith. But the left for 50 years now and more, the left has been assaulting that faith. It has been gutting the foundations of this great country and they brought us today to this moment of crisis. It's an economic crisis. Yeah, it's a cultural crisis, but above all, it's a crisis of the spirit. It's a spiritual crisis that we face in this nation today. What is it for the last 50 years that the left has been doing? Assaulting every foundation of of our great nation. Well, they've assaulted our national sovereignty, have they not? This is a left that has opened our borders, that has turned over the safety of our streets and our children to the cartels. This is a left that has surrendered American sovereignty to the global organizations like the World Trade Organization, like the World Health Organization. This is, yeah, exactly the worst. This is, this is a left that has surrendered control of our economy to the global corporations. Yeah, they are globalists through and through. They've attacked our national sovereignty. They've attacked the family. Oh, that has been attack number one from the radical left for the last 30, 40, 50 years. This is a radical leftist movement that now says there is no such thing as man and woman. That there's no difference between male and female. You know, I had the opportunity a little over a year ago when I was in the United States Senate in a hearing. A hearing on women's rights, by the way. A hearing on women's rights. And I just happened to notice that the star witness of the left a professor from an elite university wouldn't use the word woman. You know, that it went on and on and on, and she wouldn't say the word woman. She kept saying persons with a capacity for pregnancy. So finally, it got to be my turn. You know, there are a lot of senators before me. I don't know if you've noticed, senators love to talk, you know? Have you noticed this? So I had to wait a long time. It got to be my turn, and I said, listen, I just have to ask you. When you say persons with a capacity for pregnancy, do you mean woman? And she said to me, she said to me, get this, she said, Oh, oh, Senator Hawley, I would just like to point out the transphobic nature of your question. I said transphobic because I asked if if you meant woman when you're talking about people who can get pregnant. She said to me, well, let me ask you a question. I said, sure. She said, do you believe men can get pregnant? And I said, no, I don't. She said, you're transphobic. And I said, you're crazy. This is insane. This is insane. The left has assaulted male and female. They've assaulted the family. they sent our jobs overseas, the jobs that men in this country used to use to provide for for a family. They've sent them overseas to China and then tried to replace men and fathers with government. That's what they've done for decades now in this country. And then they wonder, they wonder why so many American kids are in crisis. It's because of what they have done to the family. And above all, above all, the left has assaulted the very heart of our national faith, they told us that we should do without God, right? They've told us for years now that we can't pray at school, that we can't pray at work, that we shouldn't talk about God in the workplace. They told you that when you leave your church doors or your place of faith, that you're supposed to leave your faith inside. And if you go into the workplace, well, my gosh, you talk about your faith, you're violating the diversity and Inclusion and equity, uh, right? Die. You're, you're, you're violating that. Well, I tell you what, all of those, those requirements, those should die and faith should live. That's what should happen in the workplace and all over this country. They've tried to take faith out of every part of America. They've even said that if you have the audacity to want to bring your faith into politics... If you think maybe that faith has some relevance for how we live today, oh my gosh, you're a domestic extremist, you're a Christian nationalist, whatever the case may be. It is constant assault, constant assault on faith in this country and our heritage of faith. And I'll just tell you what, here's what happens when you do that. You know, some people say that that's an assault on our religious liberty. And and that's right, it, it is. It is an assault on our religious liberty. But it's more than that it's an assault on our national character because our national character is grounded in this faith. Listen, I've got right here the Declaration of Independence. And I'm gonna read it now for some of our liberal friends who've never heard of it before. The Declaration of Independence, the founding document in many ways of this country, what does it say? We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that's right, and endowed by their their creator. We are created equal. We're endowed by our creator with unalienable rights that the government cannot take away. But listen, if you take away the creator, you take away our equality. If you take away the creator, you take away our rights. And that's what the left has tried to do for 50 years. And here's what happens next. Here's what happens next. If you take away the creator, you take away our equality rooted in our God-given rights, you take away our unalienable rights, as Jefferson wrote in that document. If you do that, well, then it's no longer we the people who run this country, right? No, it's not we the people anymore. It becomes they the powerful. So now we've got a country that is ruled by the powerful rather than the people. Now we've got a country that is ruled by the self-appointed elite rather than the people in this room. Now we've got a country that is ruled over by the corporations and all the wokest and all of the activists and the crazies, the powerful. That's what the left has given to this country, right? And what has been their goal at the end of the day? At the end of the day, it is to take away our faith, it is to take away our families, it is to take away everything that we define ourselves by that makes us who we are and what do they want us to be? They want us to just do exactly as we are told and to buy the cheap stuff from China that they tell us we're supposed to buy, right? They want us to be androgynous consumers who just sit and consume and buy their stuff They've tried to give us an economy that is of the corporations, by the corporations, and for the corporations. What we want to tell them is we want our country back of the people, by the people, and for the people. And we're here to get it. We're here to stand up for it. have done in these 30 and 40 and 50 years has given us foreign wars without end and now they've got another one started in ukraine they're happy to spend billions of dollars on military contractors to send our young men and women overseas to fight and die in foreign lands but they won't lift a finger to actually bring jobs back to this country they won't lift a finger to actually bring back good-paying blue-collar jobs that a man could raise his family on that's been their policy Their policy has been to empower the big tech oligarchs who want to control our news, who want to control our lives, who want to control what you see and hear and think and say. Their policy has been to shut down our churches during COVID. Strip clubs could be open, but not churches. Go figure that out, right? Priorities. This has been the left's agenda. The rule of the powerful, taking away the rights of the people. And I'm just here to say, it is time we had a conservative movement in this country that was unafraid that is willing to stand up for our ancient faith for our core convictions because at the end of the day the worst the worst legacy the left has given us in their years of running this country is they have given us a soullessness that now is eating away at the heart of this country amen you see you see it. I mean just look at look at the look at the numbers. Look at the number of young people in this country who are committing suicide, who are addicted to drugs, who are not even trying to work or find a job. Look at the number of people. I heard that. Look at the number of people. The number of people who don't have a father growing up in the home who don't know who their parents are, who have no hope for the future. It is a it is a soullessness that they have put at the heart of our society. It is a crisis of the soul, a crisis of the spirit that the left has given to this country. And we need a conservative movement that is ready to stand up and answer the call that says we will fight for God, family, and nation. We will fight for the principles we were founded on. We will not be afraid. We will not back down. We'll give no quarter. And we will fight for the right of the people to govern themselves. We don't want to be ruled over anymore by the big tech oligarchs or the Dr. Fauci's or the experts in Washington. We want to govern ourselves. No, we need a conservative movement. God, family, nation. And as I just say this to my... So-called fellow conservatives, Republicans, who for years have gone along with this globalist agenda, who've been right there happy to watch our jobs go overseas, to watch our whole communities be hollowed out, and all the time they come home and they talk about family values, family values. I just have this to say to them. There is no family value if there aren't jobs in this country for hardworking Americans. You cannot be for the family if you're not for jobs for the family. And there can't be a conservatism that just gives away our sovereignty to the global corporations. If you are for the globalists, you are not for America. It's just that simple. If you are for China, you are not for America. It's just that simple. It's just that simple. So here's here's the here's the question. Here's the question I have for you. What what are we gonna do about it? What about? What, what are you and I, what's our responsibility? I, I just want to say this to you. I just want to say this to you. That everything the left has told us now for decades, it really amounts to this. What they've really been telling us is this, is that our lives are small, that our lives don't matter much, that it would be better if we would just sit down and shut up and let them run the country. Do as we're told stay in our lane, let them run the country. And I'm just here to tell you exactly the opposite is true. Your life has a destiny on it that will, that will control the destiny of this nation. It is your moment in history now to change the destiny of this nation and to change the course of history. That is our duty. That is our responsibility. That's our call. That's the call of this generation to change this country's future and to change the course of history. That's the course of this generation. That's your call. You have a destiny on your life. You have a destiny on your life. You know, it was it was John Adams, I think, who said that the Constitution of this country, the government of this country, the nature of our republic, it is fit only for a moral and religious people that won't work for anybody else. You know, here's what he was saying that liberty requires a great people. Liberty requires greatness. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you, it is a time for greatness. It is a time for us to respond, what kind of greatness do we need? We need the greatness of heart, the greatness of character, the greatness of courage. That's the greatness that we need. And it is up to us to rise to the occasion. This is a time for us to become, again, a great people who will rescue this nation, who will steer it toward a new destiny. And if we do that, if we do that, we will change the course of history. Let me just tell you you this. I know that these these are difficult times, incredibly difficult times for our country. I mean, did you ever think we'd have a president? In all seriousness, did you ever think we'd have a president who would call half or more of the country domestic enemies, I mean, that, that's, what, that's what the Constitution, I mean, the Constitution refers to traitors by that. Did you think we'd have a president who would say anybody who disagrees with him is a traitor? Did you ever think that would happen in this country's history? But here's, here's, here's the truth. Here's, here's the truth. Is that in this moment of crisis comes an incredible moment of opportunity and I tell you what I got three little kids at home my son Elijah who's 10 my son Blaze, who's eight and my daughter Abigail who's two years old and I tell you what whatever else is true about this moment in history it is a moment in history that matters we don't live in quiet times we don't live in Times or everything, is just going along easy? But we live in times of significance. And what a great privilege to live at a time when the choices that we make today will determine the future of this country for a century to come. That's a privilege. It's a privilege. And it's a responsibility. So I want to tell you this, I want to leave you with this. It is time for us to stand up and to answer our destiny. It is time for us to stand up and say that we, the people, are here to take our government back. It is time for us to stand up and to reclaim the conservative movement so that we can rescue America. It is time for us to stand up and to fight for our ancient faith on which this country was founded that all men are created equal and endowed by their creator and we will not compromise on these truths this is the time this is the time this is the time it's now or never so let's stand up together you and i and people of goodwill everywhere let's stand up together to fight for this nation to fight for our faith to change the course of our lives and our history god bless you And God bless the United States of America!